Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Blank Page to Bestseller podcast. I am your host, Peter Wheatmartian, and today we actually have a bit of a different episode for you. I think we might be joining the club of podcasters for real because we had a bit of a tech snafu for our biz buzz segment this week. So this week we actually just decided to hold off on the biz buzz segment, but we did want to share with you a great interview that I did with Dr. Matthew Serberg. Dr. Serberg is a physician in Indiana, and his local hospital that he works with had a cybersecurity attack. And he wrote about the cybersecurity attack and how the hospital overcame it and some more information on healthcare and cybersecurity and also threw in a little bit of history about the hospital itself. So please take a few minutes today, listen to the interview with Dr. Serberg, and we will be back next week with a full episode of the Blank Page to Bestseller podcast. Looking ahead to the holiday season, we will have a special guest interview on the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. That would be November 28th, and we are going to have a more of a long-form interview that week. And then looking ahead into the December holiday season, we will be taking the last week of December, that would be December 26th, and the first week of January, that would be January 2nd, off so that we can celebrate the holidays. We will be back after that, though, with a full slate of your favorite biz buzzes, new podcast interviews, and much more about the publishing world. Enjoy this week's episode, even though it is a short one, and we will be back again next week with a full episode. This week's episode of the Blank Page to Bestseller podcast is brought to you by us at The Author's Voice, and specifically our new collaboration book titled The Right Way, Conversations with Publishing Pros. Leave your mark on publishing's future stars and watch The Right Way become the go-to guide for writing blockbuster books. Don't miss this opportunity to inspire the icons of tomorrow. Learn more about The Right Way, Conversations with Publishing Pros, on our website, theauthorsvoice.org forward slash the right way. That's the right, W-R-I-T-E way. Once again, that's theauthorsvoice.org forward slash the right way. Spaces are limited, so please be sure to apply to be a contributor in The Right Way, Conversations with Publishing Pros today. Do you have questions about how you can become a contributor to The Right Way? Visit our website, theauthorsvoice.org forward slash the right way, and ask us today. Or please reach out to us through email, info at theauthorsvoice.org. Welcome to the Blank Page to Bestseller podcast, and we are excited to have 
author Dr. Matthew Serberg on with us today. Um, me and Colleen actually worked with Dr. Serberg a few years ago to publish his book called Cyberpocalypse Inside the Digital Assault on Healthcare. So welcome to the show today. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's great. Um, so let me introduce you to our listeners. So Dr. Serberg grew up in Southern Indiana, where he studied medicine at Indiana University, graduating in 1999. He did his residency at Union Hospital in Terre Haute and is a board certified in family practice. Dr. Serberg's experiences in practice have varied widely throughout the past years, including obstetrician, newborn care, occupational health, nursing home medical directorship, and serving as a medical director to program for at-risk youth. He spent 10 years as the EHR physician champion for Hancock Health, developing a deep interest in medical informatics. Outside of work, he enjoys playing cooperative board games, reading about history, playing trumpet in church and community, and spending time with his family. He and his wife have five children who live on a small farm together. Uh, so we're uh, glad to have you on the show today, Dr. Serberg. Um, welcome. Thanks for uh, joining us. Great. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah. So, um, you know, one thing I do want to say is I love that um, you play trumpet. I'm a saxophone player. So music is a oh, great, cool. <laughs> great uh, little connection there. Um, so, you know, first of all, I want to just kind of ask um, as um, as Cyberpocalypse, as you were writing it, this, was this your first book, correct? This is the first book I've written. Yes. Yes. Now, I know that um, as a um, as someone who is in the medical field, you've also done some writing, uh, you know, for journals and things like that. But I do kind of want to um, ask what what, um, what the differences are. I mean, I'm sure you're you're you knew how to write with, you know, the journals and all that. But what were some of the um, uh, differences that you found when you were writing your book for the first time? So, yes, I have written a few articles for places like The Federalist, but this was definitely a very different experience, um, largely because it was so much broader in scope. It was a much bigger project, obviously, being a book rather than a single article, rather than having a single idea I wanted to develop. I really had to delve into some of the history of cybersecurity and talk about what is the Internet. And what I found as I started researching this was the more I pulled on the thread, the more it just kept coming. And so I needed to help readers understand well, what exactly is the internet? How does it work? What is uh, malware? What is cybersecurity? And how do these different pieces all fit together? Yeah, that's um, that's really great. I know, um, you know, malware, phishing, things like that are, you know, pretty much in the news constantly. It seems like oh, yeah. today. Um, you know, I want to, I do want to ask. Um, you, you were talking about EHR in your bio. Is that that's electronic health records? Correct. Is that what it, that is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's kind of what uh, drew you to the cybersecurity side of, of this. Yeah. So I always had an interest in computers, even growing up. And you know, obviously, I wound up going into healthcare, but my interest in computers remained. And so as um, EHRs really became more and more prominent in healthcare in the 2000s, that was a natural fit for me as I was you know, obviously practicing, practicing as a physician, but then also I found myself in a position where I was able to assist other providers with getting being comfortable with the electronic health record program we were using and also interfacing between the providers and the publisher, in this particular case, Meditech, and helping them to to improve the product continuously and provide the feedback that they needed to make it better and better. 
Well, that's a that's a great service because I know there's a lot of um, doctors who have you know embraced EHR as you know as the yeah. the technology has improved, and I'm sure that you've provided some great service to your fellow doctors. Um, so I, I do kind of want to ask then, um, what prompted you to write this book about cybersecurity? So the book is fundamentally about a cyber attack that occurred at the hospital where I was working at the time, Hancock Regional in Greenfield, Indiana. The attack occurred in January 2018. And of course, the details of exactly how that came to pass are in the book. But a few weeks after the conclusion of the event, the hospital CEO, uh, Steve Long, was talking at a physician event, and he was describing exactly how this all happened and what the process was by which they interacted with the attackers and got the computer system back back running and paid the ransom and the decision process by which they had to decide, do we pay this ransom or not? And as he was describing this all, that was the first time that it occurred to me, this would make a really interesting book. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, maybe I should be the one to write it because I don't think anybody else will. I remember going home that evening and telling my wife, I think I'm going to write a book. And her, her reaction was like, seriously you have all these other things going on you have a practice and you have a family and now you want to write a book too but that was really what prompted me to to begin writing the book oh that's that's a great story you know i know a lot of uh our listeners are writers too and i'm sure they all have had some sort of um aha moment almost where they're like you know what i should i should sit down and actually write my book so that's a, it's a great story and i'm um, you know, I do want to kind of ask a little bit then, since this was your first time writing a book and it was, you know, a book you never really planned. Uh, what were some of the challenges you came across as you were writing the book? Well, the first challenge was trying to decide exactly what do I want to say? Obviously, I wanted to tell the story of the cyber attack, but like I said, the more I thought about it and the more I found out, the more I realized there was a lot more to describe here. And so as I gradually began to structure my thinking around it, I realized that that my, my thoughts fell into four broad categories. There was, of course, the story of the cyber attack itself, which I really wanted to tell from the first person perspective, not writing first person singular, but describing it through the eyes of the people that actually lived it. But as I was researching it, I also realized I needed to find out a lot more about cybersecurity in general and how cybersecurity and healthcare interact. Um, and then in the process of re researching it and talking with uh, especially the IT people at Hancock, I realized it would really be helpful to have a section on lessons learned. So for the, the target audience for this book, which would be physicians and people in healthcare leadership, what would I want their takeaways to be? What did we learn through this experience that they would then find valuable? And then as I was researching it, I really learned a lot more about the history of Hancock Regional as an institution. And that was just really a lot of fun to write. And gradually I realized in the process of writing it that I didn't necessarily need to use that as a hook to get people interested. The, the subject or the topic matter the subject matter really stands on its own, but it was just so much fun to write that I wound up including it as an appendix. Well, that's really great. You know, and, and I love how you're able to, you know, kind of weave all of those topics together into one book, because, you know, I think it is important to, you know, obviously you know, tell the story of cybersecurity, you know, in, in the attack itself. But, you know, you need to learn and teach those readers what they need to know to help prevent it from happening in their own, you know, hospital or their own doctor's office. That's the goal. 
Yeah. So, so um, you were talking a little bit about some of those takeaways. What would you say is your, your number one takeaway that um, other, other healthcare providers need to be aware of? Well, I would say the number one takeaway for healthcare organizations that are reading this book is to realize that cybersecurity is everybody's job. And so obviously the leadership has to have an important role in training and instructing people, reminding them, sending out periodic reminders, and then also specific formalized training and things like password protection and recognizing phishing. But essentially everyone has to realize this is my job. This is not something I can relegate to somebody else, but everyone needs to be aware of where the potential attacks can come from and what the best practices are for protecting the organization and more importantly, protecting the patients that you're there to serve. That's so important. You know, I know um, a lot of us who are, you know, just regular everyday business people, you know, we can lose our bank accounts or we could lose our, you know, passwords to, you know, some, you know, online account, you know, like Amazon or something like that. But with the healthcare, you, you have not just your own information, you have the information and personal information of, you know, your, the people who are, you are entrusted to take care of your patients. Right. Yeah. So I think that's really important. And I'm very happy that you're able to sit down and, you know, explain this um, to, to the people who need to know it most. Um, so, um, you know, one, one other question is, um, and I think this is kind of on top of what we just talked about, but why is cybersecurity so important in the healthcare industry? Well, anyone that watches the news or reads the headlines will realize that cybersecurity and cyber attacks are touching on every industry. Um, but what's really unique to healthcare, well, I shouldn't say unique to healthcare, but what really emphasizes it on healthcare is the fact that the information that is that we're protecting is so intensely personal to people and everything is on computers. So whether it's health records and the specifics of your health condition, whether it's financial records, um, insurance data, such as identification data or actuarial data, everything is on computers. And so everything has the potential to be act to be accessed by attackers if it's not properly protected. The other thing that's that I would say is um, especially unusual about healthcare is that there are so many devices that are online. So whether that's the electronic health records themselves, CT and MRI scanners, even simple things like um, IV pumps or personal devices people use like blood pressure meters, blood sugar meters, CPAP machines, more and more of these are connecting to the internet as a convenience for patients and to provide greater information for providers, but that greater access, again, creates greater greater vulnerability. Well, I never thought of that. You know, there is a lot of there's a lot of interconnectivity, and I'm sure I'm assuming that that just provides more access for potential hackers to get into whatever system they're looking to get into. Unfortunately, that's true. And many devices, especially really small ones, things like defibrillators, you know, the kind of implantable defibrillators that heart patients will have, there's only so much space in such a tiny machine to be able to put in things like, you know, cybersecurity software. And so keeping it up to date is really quite a challenge. So there, there's an ongoing race, an arms race almost, if you will, to try to develop ways to keep this information safe while still making it available to patients and to providers. Wow, that's a really important um, uh, important role that you know cybersecurity professionals provide to healthcare. I never thought of it that way. It's really great. And, and, you know, um, I, I, I don't know if... Um, 
there's anything in the uh, interview that I haven't been able to ask you about, or I just didn't know if there's anything else that you'd like to share about cybersecurity, about healthcare in general, about um, your book? I would say one of the challenges that I didn't really anticipate heading into this, and probably in retrospect, probably should have, is just the amount of time that writing takes. I mean, I would go and spend an hour or sometimes more every evening, and my wife was very patient, but by the time I was done, she was ready to have me back. Um, certainly, writing has been a, a, a very valuable experience, and, and I really enjoyed it. I think each of the different sections of the book was a different type of writing, and that really was, was a lot of fun. Um, the part about cybersecurity history was almost like, like writing a research paper, whereas writing about the cyber attack was maybe a novel would overstate it, but it was it was very much right. I tried to write it in the in a style that hope I was hoping would be in, engaging and gripping and really get people's attention. And then um, writing about about the uh, the lessons learned was again more to like writing more of a policy proposal in some ways. And so it was a very different style of writing, which made it a lot of fun for me, but it really does take a lot of time. It sure does. Um, you know, I do want to, you know, just kind of go off of that real quick and just ask, you know, I, I know you have, you're, you're a very, uh, you know, busy physician and you also mentioned you have a wife and five kids and then you also decided, Hey, let's go write a book. Was that a little bit challenging to, to kind of, uh, you know, bring in, you know, an, another, another job basically while you, you know, to balance everything else out going on in your life? It certainly was. And my wife was very patient and indulgent with you know, the fact that I was doing all this research and co collecting this data and um, interviewing people from the hospital and pulling all of that together. Um, and so in that respect, it was really a lot of fun. It was a project that I enjoyed very much. Um, but it, it certainly did present a, a new set of challenges. I remember once a long time reading, uh, you know, in a piece of advice that said, every now and then, bite off more than you can chew. And so I feel like I, I accomplished that in this case. Oh, that's a great piece of advice. I love that. I'll have to, uh, you know, try to use that a little bit in my life too. That's really great. Um, so you know, um, you know, I want to first of all thank you again for coming onto the show and you know sharing your story and about your book. Um, again, for our listeners, the book is Cyberpocalypse: Inside the Digital Assault on Healthcare. And um, I just want to ask, uh, where can our listeners find a copy of your book if they want to go and read it? Well, it is available on Amazon, so I would I would start there. Oh, that's that's really great. You know, again, thank you for uh, joining the show. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. All right, thanks.